Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Episode number 203. My name is Matt, one of your dose hosts with me, completely naked. Luckily, all of you cannot see that. Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. Uh, Matt, I don't think I'm completely naked, but it's hard for you to tell with this camera. Please do not stand up. I do not need to see your wrinkly old man balls. All right. I won't stand up right now, Matt, but when this is ended, you watch out. I don't know if I'm the one that needs to watch out. Maybe your microphone needs to watch out. Maybe the camera. I don't know. You're going to break something. I'm scared. Well, we'll have to find out later, man. So what are we talking about today, man? Mike, I really don't want to find out ever. Please no. Okay, Mike. Well, today we're talking about one of my picks. Uh, I saw this coming down the road a while ago. I think it was actually filmed even farther ago. It came out on TIFF in 2019. That's the Toronto International Film Festival, for those of you who did not know. We're talking about Sound of Metal. It is an Amazon Prime original. It is also in the movie theaters, so it technically is not a tributary. Oh, okay. Cool, man. Okay, Mike. Go ahead. Give me the rundown. I know you want to. You're sitting there looking at your notes. I mean, your iPad. Or your iPhone. So why is it that you have everything Apple in the world except for a Mac? Um, man, have you seen how much those things cost? Yes. I have pur- purchased them. Being a, not an Apple fanboy, I have purchased Apples going all the way back to my college days. They're very expensive. Yeah, man. You have like, how many Apples do you have right now? Right on hand. Question. Do they have to be working? No. One, two, three, five, because I just got rid of one that I repaired and gave to my father. Wow, man. So who's the fanboy now? Hey, I can't help it if people just give me their old trash and I fix it. Ah, okay. So are you calling Apple trash? No, the computers don't work, so, but yes. (laughs) Well, but you know, I, I think I've told this story before. I have a old G4 cube that I think is one of the coolest, most unique computers ever made. It's in a tub in my garage. I will never get rid of that thing. That's that one Mac that, you know, everybody has that they love no matter what. I, I love that computer. It's just so wild and unique. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide, Matt. But uh, speaking of this movie, uh, Sound of Metal, uh, it's starring Riz Ahmed, Olivia Cook, Paul Racy, uh, Lorne Ridoff, and this was uh, directed by Darius Martyr, uh, written by Darius Martyr, or screenplays by Darius Martyr, Abraham Martyr, and story by uh, Darius Martyr and Derek Cyanfrance. And uh, this one is about a heavy, a heavy metal drummer's life is thrown into freefall when he begins to lose his hearing. Mike, you still never answer the question if you're a fanboy or if I'm a fanboy. 
I just avoided it. Did you see that? Like, just totally, just skipped it. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going on fanboy status. I've had an iPhone for quite a long time, and I have an iPad, and I have Apple TVs. I like that stuff. Um, I just don't have a Mac. I, I, Matt, one of these days I'll get a Mac, but I don't have one right now. I have an Apple TV that's sitting in my living room, unplugged, collecting dust. I hate Apple TVs. I think they're horrible. Matt, you should you should sell it on the 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 um, eBay's or, or whatever that new one is that they are advertising like crazy Mercado or something. Parlor. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to touch that with a ten foot pole. No, the uh, the the uh, Macari or Macar. I don't know some some weird like eBay, not eBay new service thing i think they rebranded from something else i don't i don't know i don't keep up with these things i'm not very good at selling stuff so i wouldn't know i don't mind the interface i think the interface is okay i prefer roku the issue i have again i think i've said this before is the remote the remote is just crap but anyways okay back to sound of metal mike this was my pick did you know anything about this movie going in no, Matt, I, I did know, I mean, you sent me the trailer and said, hey, I'm thinking about this, and I was like, watch the trailer. I mean, basically, Sound of Metal, I was pretty much in from the title, but um, I, I watched the trailer, and then I was like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, let's watch it. So, um, I'm eager to talk about it. I, I like this one quite a bit, Matt. It was uh, different, I mean... I don't even know how you would go about doing that, Matt. So it's about uh, someone, you know, whose whole existence in life has been torn away from them and how they go on, like their whole identity, everything about them has been torn away from them. And how do you go on? And then also having some sort of uh, addiction past, it's like, do you go towards that again? Uh, I don't know. So, I really liked uh, this one, and uh, it was very well acted, and it's it's all about the story, man. This this story was great. Well, good, Mike. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I also very much enjoyed this film. I thought it was very good. There's things that uh, hit a little too close to home, I think, for most people. Especially, you know, hearing loss. Just take, you know, just take what it is, hearing loss, and apply it to anything else. You know, eyesight, losing a parent, whatever. It just, it shows you how in the blink of an eye, your entire world can be turned upside down and you have to figure out a way to carry on or if you're going to fall back into your old ways. And we can discuss what our main character did as we get closer to the spoiler part of this podcast. So... Yeah, man, that's that's a good synopsis. I don't want to give away too much. It's, I guess it's kind of hard to talk about some of the things without giving away too much, but this was a, a very well-done movie. Um, the sound editing on this is exceptional, um, and that really helps to tell the story uh, of this uh, movie. So um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say without trying to trying to not say anything to spoil it. Sound in this film has not been done in this way, in this dramatic of a fashion, in this almost its own character since, I would say, A Quiet Place. 
it's huge in this movie. It's huge. It's one of the things that makes this movie much like A Quiet Place. You know, Matt, I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. Sound is so so much a character of this movie. It wouldn't be the movie it is without the sound yeah. that is in it or, or, or not in it. It's pivotal. You, you have... Uh, they pick up the small sounds of wind blowing through grass. You have uh, big sounds. You have the the tinnitus that starts going on. You know the the loud buzzing, the different ways that tr- they try to have the viewer experience what the main character is going through was incredible. It's a huge part of this film. I wish I could have seen it maybe in a theater. I have a pretty good surround sound system, so I was. I thought I did okay with that. It's not the world's best, but I was pretty happy with it. And so I, I, yeah, it'd be nice to see it in the theater, but it wasn't a must for me. I think definitely having a good surround sound system makes a difference with this movie. Yeah, I agree. This is a, if possible, watch with a, a, a decent surround sound. Uh, it definitely enhances the experience of this movie. So, all right, Mike, we're quickly rushing through our podcast so before we start getting into things i think um you have it in your hand now that's your iphone what's in your other hand ah yes uh matt uh what a great segue uh what are you drinking today (sighs) well mike thank you for asking kind sir today I made a little tease at the start with the word dose. I'm drinking a Dos Equis lager. Oh, man, I didn't even pick up on that with the dose. (laughs) Yes, sir. All right, man. Good old Dos Equis. I have very fond memories of Dos Equis, especially when it's sitting outside at the beach over there in Mexico. Mexico? You mean Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> down uh, down in uh, Rocky Point. Yeah, those were the days. Those were the days. All right, Mike, what, what IPA do you have? So, so Matt, I am drinking uh, an IPA again. Uh, this one is uh, Hopping Nomad IPA. Um, it It is a uh, session IPA, so that's a little less strong, just just nice and hoppy. So very bitter, but not as uh, uh, boozy. Well, then what's the point? Uh, you can drink a few of them in a session without falling over. Isn't the point to fall over, though? I think it depends on the day. <laughs> Maybe not on a Monday or Tuesday, but definitely on a Friday and a Saturday. Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps, you know. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> oh, my. Who knows how people are feeling? Mike. Becoming a father has changed you so much. What happened to Party Party Mike? Uh, he has to stay up and take care of the baby. It's fine. It's fine. Just make sure he doesn't choke on anything. You can change his diaper in the morning. True. True. You can t- change his diaper in the morning. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, Mike. Okay. My turn. I, I think you probably found it fairly easily, but Mike, um, how does... The Amazon original Prime Video Sound of Metal relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
Man, I I didn't find it easy at all. Like, is there somebody I didn't know about? Uh, well, I mean, hold on. Let me let me go. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, the uh, <clears throat> the person I found uh, was uh, in costume costume and wardrobe department, uh, and his name is Stuart Gordon Tribble, and he worked on this movie and also the Avengers. So I thought Olivia Cook might have had a role in the MCU in some way, shape, or form. Or am I getting that confused with another movie? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I, uh, I mean, I'll double check again, but like uh, nothing jumped out at me. Uh, oh, so. see, I'm getting it mixed up with Ready Player One. That's what it is. Ah, oh, yes, yes. So she was in Ready Player One. Yeah, yes, she was the, the, the main. Um, love interest yeah she was the female lead in ready player one yeah yep yep well all right good job mike i'm sorry for leading you astray oh yeah well that's okay matt that's okay i was a little worried because you know when you start getting down to wardrobe and and art department things are starting to run a little thin on who's left on the on the movie but i was able to find somebody so it was good well good mike good Okay, so for those of you who have not listened to our podcast before, we are now in our spoiler territory. So if you do new, do not want Sound of Metal to be ruined, go ahead and click off because Mike and I are going to discuss all of it in its entirety. Oh, all right. Well, with that, Matt, where 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 do we want to begin? I, I'm not. Uh... I, let's see, I'm going to talk about, I really like, there's a scene in this movie where um, it's after they play a show and they're in the trailer or um, RV, Airstream, and uh, it's just like a normal morning for them is like, you know, waking up, making smoothies, like doing some workouts, dancing, and I just really liked the fact that that was in the movie because I felt like it helped establish who our characters were. Like a lot of a lot of these uh, movies, I feel like rush to to get to the story, get going with the story, and I felt it was really good character development for both of those characters. I think it helps show how much their love of music is imbibed in both their lives. It's not just they're in a band and they play music every night. It's all music all the time surrounding them all the time. I mean, they have a mixing board in their RV. They have an entire rack of um, vinyl. They have turntables. They're listening to all kinds of different music. I mean, it's everywhere you look in their RV. It Music is both of their lives. Yes. Yes, uh, for sure. All that was in there as well. Um, I liked, I liked that. And like, you know, when I think of smaller groups or whatever that are trying to make it big, you know, I always thought about the just having like a van and like a tra- a trailer behind them and just driving her across the country. But an RV would make so much more sense because you could sleep there too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and especially that kick-ass little Airstream they had. That's a very unique one, man. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, no, that was cool. They had it all set up. I mean, it's it's small and compact, but man, it was perfectly utilized for everything. I mean, he even had his drum set in there. Like, you're like, man, he just they got everything just wedged in there. 
Okay, so I don't want to get too dark, but one of my favorite scenes of the whole thing was towards the end. And it was the scene between Riz Ahmed and Paul Racy when they were discussing him going and getting the implants. Oh, yeah, no, that was a really good scene. And how it just had become a different addiction and he's not accepting his life as it is. And they had a, he had a line in there. Uh, Paul Racy had a line in there about how, um, you know, you're, you're not deaf. People aren't broken. You know, the world is or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the line is, but you know, yeah, it's not a deaf. People are not a like, uh, what did he say? Like disease or, or something that can be fixed. It's just like something that is, and you've kind of gone against our philosophies of of this. And like, it was such a tough scene to watch because it was like, I guess the definition of like kind of tough love because like he had really gotten to enjoy his company and and all the stuff that they were, you know, kind of doing because he was working with um, the deaf kids and doing different things and it was it was it was hard to watch you know it just him kind of like abandoning like i know he he was getting to that point where it was kind of a crossroads and he made his decision but it was still rough you know like it was just rough to watch yeah yeah it was it was very difficult and i think it was acted very well and that's probably why it sticks out so much it was this you know somber moment very pivotal moment and it just was like I'm sorry, but you're out. I can't. I can't do this anymore. Kind of thing, you know. And I think it was as difficult for Paul's character as it was for Riz's character. Yeah, because I think, in some ways, he 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 liked. He was in starting to enjoy his new life in ways that I think he never would have thought he would enjoy it. But at the same time, he was afraid. I think of leaving behind his old, and he couldn't bridge the like gap of what is now and what was and how to how things are going i I think i don't know i mean it's all open to interpretation but um that's kind of what i was thinking was happening well and speaking interpretation mike not to give away the entire movie but the very end how do you interpret the very end like what what do you think what's your thoughts on it well you know, uh, I guess going back to the the um, Paul Racy scene and uh, um, uh, Riz Ahmed, the um, when they're talking about silence and like you know when you're you when you were up in my study, like did you ever get yourself kind of like in this moment of silence and it's just kind of beautiful or whatever, you know. Um, he's kind of just trying to t- ask him, did, what, did he have almost, uh, I don't know, like meditation kind of things or whatever from doing these um, writing sessions slash just alone with himself kind of in his own head? I don't think it was so much like silence. I think it was more about serenity and peace coming to terms and just being present in the moment. I don't think it was so much about everything being silent because things were already dramatically silent just from his hearing loss. Yeah, but I think 
uh, okay, you're right. It is serenity. But I guess when I mean silence is not sound, uh, I guess I meant his mind was his mind like yeah was he focused because yeah stop talking to himself and stuff right because he was always just trying to basically find something else to do to not let himself think about his own situation you know i think he was just trying to avoid it as at all costs uh you know whether it was trying to fix the place that he was at or smoke or just Anything he could do to try and not think about his situation, he was trying to do. And and Paul Racy's character was uh, Joe was really just trying to like, no man, you you've got to kind of, I mean, not embrace it, but you've got to at least accept it. And this is the way that worked for me, kind of. And he was hoping it would work for him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I interpret it fairly similarly. I, I think it's that scene where he turns off his implants and it's just completely quiet and he's looking at the world around him. I think he's finally achieving that level of acceptance and that level of serenity that, yeah, it sucks. My hearing is gone. But I'm tough enough. I can deal with it. And it's almost almost a godsend because now he's not as distracted when he turns off his implants. And he can actually observe the world around him instead of being, you know, extremely involved in it. I, I, I think that's what that moment was trying to highlight that he was accepting of, of his new his new him, his new way of of being in, in this world and and um it was interesting to kind of see that because nothing is said there there's it's just it was all um facial expressions and just kind of like there's like i think there's like one sigh of of relief and uh i thought that was really well done the way that 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 happened yeah so he's starting to finally even before losing his hearing and all this stuff he's finally starting to accept and love himself and it's taken his whole life to get to this point yeah uh, i mean he picked up i mean you know he picked up sign language and and all kinds of things pretty quickly like or well, I mean, I don't know what the time period is on the movie. They didn't really go over that, but anyway, the time that he's at this this uh, I don't know group. I don't know. I don't even know what you call it, but like a group. Yeah, it's a group. Camp. It's a it's an addiction, you know, a uh, group kind of home for deaf people. Basically, it's a bunch of addicts, you know, that are deaf. Is what it is. It's a very specialized kind of halfway house group home. Yeah, uh, but, it, you know, he definitely ended up kind of evolving a lot, you know, like picking up all that stuff. And, you know, there's there's a couple scenes of kind of, you know, horsing around with some, some kids and stuff. And you can just see, you know, he's starting to just have fun and kind of embrace all the things with the communication, you know, learning sign language and all the different things like that. So... That was that was a uh, you know those were fun scenes. I mean, it was kind of on a roller coaster, you know, of up and downs. I guess this movie, but uh, that was one of the ups, and it was it was, that was neat. He was finally starting to live his life, is how I feel. Okay, you know, I mean, he sees his girlfriend finally in France with her dad, which they finally explain is her dad, 
and yeah i didn't know who that guy was right i was like who's this creepy old dude she's living with but they finally later explained that it's her dad uh probably estranged a little bit at least that's how it comes off in the movie that they were fairly estranged until her mom died or something i don't know but he sees his girlfriend who he's deeply in love with doing well you know maybe not living her best life but doing well without him and i think he's like okay that sucks but I can accept it. I can accept my new normal now, I guess is a good way to put it. That's kind of how I read the end. You know, he's like, it sucks. It sucks real bad, but I'll be able to get through it. I lost my hearing. I was able to get through that kind of thing. Anyways, I don't know. That's the, uh, sometimes these movies drive me a little nuts where they leave the ending so open, but it also helps stimulate your mind to think about it too. So, yeah, yeah. uh, I think there at the end, he realized that, what they had was what they had, but things have changed too much and he didn't want to hold her back. Like his love was so strong for her that he knew that by him being around, he would stifle her, her newfound, you know, creativity and like more healed self. And he couldn't do that. That's, that's kind of what I, I, I thought like she's, repairing her relationship with her father now uh she's been doing better she's not as uh um i guess cutting herself or whatever she had some kind of addiction i don't know if it was drugs as well but she she had something something was up with her also oh yeah to be a cutter there was definitely something going on yes so something yeah, they didn't explain, and they didn't have to, but but they were both some sort of, like, uh, he, he was a heroin addict, she was some sort of addict. Together, they helped each other stop being addicts, put all their energy into uh, into music, and uh, just roamed around the country in their airstream and trying to make it big, kind of, and then, you know, then the movie starts, I guess. <laughs> Well, all right, Mike, before we get to our incredible, amazing, super stupendous giveaway, we got a giveaway for January. Woo! What a way to start the new year. 2021 has to be better than last year, right? Has to be. Can't be worse. It could be. What if the vaccine turns everybody into zombies? I don't know if that's worse. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Because at least they're not buying all the damn toilet paper. So, Mike, in in the the Walking Dead of 2021, would you be Rick or would you be Carl or would you be Michonne? Who would you be, Mike? Oh man, that's a great question, Matt. Uh, I don't know who was um who was Rick's partner guy that that didn't make it for very long. Um, he made it through three, like he made it two, through like two or three season seasons, three, yeah. The, the guy who plays the Punisher? Yeah, yeah Shane. You'd be Shane? You, yeah, I'd be Shane. You'd be the asshole guy that <laughs> bangs out <laughs> his best friend's wife? <laughs> I guess that when you when you put it like that, I don't know if that's the best way to, to go, but I, can, I, I don't know, man. I don't know who I'm going to be. I'm just messing with you. I don't know. I was just making a fun topic. You know, I, I'd like to be I'd like to be Michonne. But in reality, I would be a guy that didn't make it past the first day. It'd be like Zombieland, you know, in Zombieland when like they have the dude that like dies almost like immediately. That would just be me. 
Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know who I would be in the uh, 2021 uh, apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> that is caused by the new vaccine. I'd like to think I would be the badass like Michonne or Woody Harrelson's character, but I know the truth. I'd be the guy that just lies down and just gets eaten inside a Walmart. <laughs> okay. In Walmart, yeah. huh? It's very specific, Matt. Very specific. Maybe a Target, but I'm not fancy like that. Oh, oh, oh. So. oh okay. All right. I think you're the wrong gender for Target. Wow. I didn't know it was gender biased to go into a Target. Okay, good to know. Note to self. <laughs> I'm just saying it is uh, much more geared towards women, or at least in my experience. Okay. All right. They get the better exclusive, though, when it comes to the uh, Star Wars figures. Oh, I, you know, that's something I didn't know, Matt. So there, I learned something today. And now you know. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Dude, knowing's half the battle, man. G.I. Joe. Go, Joe. Okay, Mike. So I was going to throw some uh, little bit of trivia about Paul Racy, who I think is one of the best actors in this film next to Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed is great. But Paul Racy, Mike and I were talking about a little bit earlier, has been an actor for 30 years in Hollywood since 1990. And this is his first leading role or major role in a movie. He's done a lot of bit parts in TV shows, but he's never had a full big time role. And he was incredible. I thought he was a great actor. And this role was practically written for him. He was raised by uh, deaf parents. Both of his parents were deaf. So he hears perfectly fine, but he knows how to sign. And he still signs to this day. He's a metalhead. He's actually in a Black Sabbath tribute band, which I think is pretty awesome. <laughs> That is awesome. Woo. And then, um, not to get dark, but he's also been an addict and also uh, struggled with uh, a lot of choices he's made in his personal life. So the the role that he was cast in this film was just spot on for him. And I think he just knocked it out of the park. I would love to see this movie get nominated for lots of Academy Awards. I think it deserves it, in my opinion. Yeah, it was really well done. Um Man, speaking of the Academy Awards, Matt, what do you think? How how's it going to go down? You think they're just going to have a big Zoom call and be like, "All right, you're featured." I don't know, dude. I don't know. They're they're gonna they're gonna have to do something. I mean, maybe that's what they'll do. They'll like preload them, and they'll be like, "Hey, guess what? Uh, all of us, all of you, sit here on a Zoom call, and then when we announce, act like you love it, and then they'll have someone like knock on the door and like hand it to them or something." I don't know. Yeah, and like if they did try to have some sort of physical thing, California is like closed. So where where are they going to do it? California at? is super locked down. Well, bring it to Arizona. I mean, we already got the 49ers playing in the Cardinals stadium or or we did until, you know, football came ended. Wow. Yeah, I I I don't know what they're going to do, man. Like yeah. Well, we'll find out, Mike. We'll find out. I I've been watching the Oscars the past couple of years. I'm not a super huge fan of it because it's a lot of pageantry and BS, but uh, I like to see, you know, people win that really deserve it. And they've been kind of doing it the past couple of years. You know, they really have. I don't know. There's a, like a, a shift in Hollywood or something. I don't know. It's very strange. Matt, uh, speaking of the Academy Awards, uh, did you watch Netflix's special Death to 2020? No, I have not watched that yet. I do want to watch it, but I heard it's kind of shitty. What'd you think? Was it good? 
Um, it is hilarious, man. It's very sarcastic look at everything that has happened, and uh, it's got our man in it, Sam L. Jackson. So you know it's good. Oh hell yeah, he's my boy. Um, uh, yeah, he's been in so many. Th- I don't know. The guy must just not sleep. Like he's in all kinds of things all the time. I'll put it this way, Mike. On IMDb, he's been in so much stuff. IMDb just lists the stuff he hasn't been in because it's a shorter list. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Matt. <laughs> I love me some Sam Jackson. He's awesome. That's yeah. No, he's in it. Hugh Grant's in it, and it's just a, a very uh, satirical look at the year that was. 2020 and um, makes fun of uh, um, you know everything going on or everything that went on and and just different things and uh, there's a funny bit about the Academy Awards <laughs> so it was it was pretty funny um, I'll have to check it out I'll have to check it out so what's better the pandemic special by South Park or death to 2020 oh man they're totally I can't I can't compare them that well, but the pandemic special in South Park just had me dying laughing because everything they had was spot on. the The death to twenty twenty was a very like dry humor. Like I, I I enjoyed it a lot because it's just there's so many jokes that are just they're just throwing it at you, and it's just like oh, I, I thought the writing on it was really funny. Um, it's got quite a few people in it, like Hugh Grant's in it and Lisa Kudrow, and and they all play just different characters. And it, it it was it was fun, but also kind of sad, but fun. So I I don't know, man. It's it's um of course there's politicky things in there, but um it I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a a good interesting way of looking at the year of 2020. Mike, when are we going to get South Park back? We need another season. Right now, we need it more than ever. Dude, I was hoping the pandemic special was just the beginning of the the season. And then you're like, no, dude, it's just the one. I was like, oh. I was really like expecting. I turned it on next week. I was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, dude, I was upset. I wanted more. I want more. I'm sure we'll get more, but it, it's just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, Hopefully, within the next year, we'll get some more, you know, tv shows and south park and stuff but i mean luckily you know they're still making a lot of content so we have stuff to watch when we're all trapped at home all right mike speaking of content and stuff to watch here's a brand new movie that literally came out yesterday january 12th from our buddies at paramount picture redemption day here's uh here's my business new today on digital and on demand Gary Dordon, Andy Garcia, Sorinda Swan, and Martin Donovan star in the action-packed war thriller Redemption Day. When the wife of a decorated U.S. Marine captain played by Dordan is kidnapped by a terrorist group in Morocco, he is forced back into action for a daring and deadly operation to save the woman he loves. You can buy or rent Redemption Day and watch it tonight. It is rated R, and it is currently from our friends over at Paramount Pictures. So, Mike, what I did on the radio this past Monday is I asked people if they want to be entered into our contest to win a free copy, and that is a digital copy, digital download, of Redemption Day. 
is to tell us what their New Year's resolution is. Oh, wow. Um, that's cool, man. I think that's a good one. That's a good one. I, you know, I don't think I have a resolution this year, man. Uh, what, what was your resolution? What, uh, do you have one? Like, do you participate in this? I feel like somewhat strange, like, let's do a thing to do something different this year and not stick to it. I don't know if I really would call it a resolution. I usually never do resolutions. I've done things I've tried in the past. When I smoked cigarettes almost every year, it was I was going to quit. And then, you know, I had a scare and then I quit. <laughs> and it's held out well so far. But uh, um, I guess I would call it kind of a resolution. Uh, Mike, as you know, you don't turn it yet, but I do. I turn 40 this year. I'm going to be an old freaking man. And I've never really done like anything super insane crazy or fun for my birthday i've done different levels of things like you know you and i've done stuff in the past a couple times but i haven't done anything like really like off the wall like awesome you know like a lot of people will be like oh well i went to hawaii or i went to europe or i went to this or i went to that i i want to save up and i want to do something like really really freaking awesome for my 40th birthday that's my goal for this year now it might not be a resolution but for me, it kind of is because I've never really done any cool, fun trips. So are you going to fly in uh, like an F-18 or something? That would be amazing if I could do that. Be like, yeah, hook it up. I want an F-22. I want to fly with the Thunderbirds. Oh, that would be amazing. I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I think that would be amazing, dude. Do you think you'd vomit? Like, do, do you think you Repetitly, would? Repetitively, yeah. You know I have really, really bad motion sickness. I would probably just die. I would have to not eat for like three days and only drink water. And even then, it still would probably fill the cabin. It would be horrible. <laughs> uh, I think I could take it, but I don't know, man. I feel like a couple drops or something is like whatever's in there is coming up. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they really pull some serious cheese. Now, that's given if I can fit in the stupid thing. That's an issue. I mean, being 6'4", that's tough. It's tough, Mike. Well, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe we can figure out something. But uh, no, that, that'd be cool, man. That'd be a cool off-the-wall thing. I don't, I don't know if you can even figure out anything. I think you have to win stuff. Like, I don't... Yeah, they, they don't, don't hand know. out rights typically in uh, fighter jets. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope, they don't, Mike. They do not. But... No, I I'd like to I'd like to do something to really mark the occasion cuz I mean my 30th birthday was horrible. It was one of the worst birthdays of my life. It was really bad. So, I would really like to have a decent 40th. Yeah, I don't, you know, my girlfriend always says, "Oh, you're so driven about milestones and all this other shit." And it's like, "Well, you know, why not why not celebrate something that's big, you know? One year anniversaries, uh birthdays, Christmas, you know, especially right now why not celebrate so i want to try and do something i'll figure i'll figure it out but the finances need to dictate what i do how's that all right i, w I was gonna say like why don't you do and like basically everything i could say is shut down so yeah just try and invent something that'll be right. open exactly well i think <laughs> you know I i've always wanted to go to the caribbean i've never been so I don't know how difficult it is or what's going on. I'm not thinking cruise because that's all shut down. But like just going and like hopping, like doing island hopping or something in the Caribbean for like a week. That might be pretty fun. I don't know. 
It could be fun. Um, the Caribbean is one of the few countries that is still letting U.S. citizens in. That's a positive. Oh. That's a positive there. So, because uh, 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 I be- I believe there's still people traveling over there from from uh, the U.S. I heard somebody talking about it or something. I don't know. But you're right about the cruises, Matt. Who knows if they're ever gonna like? I don't know. I feel like cruises are kind of like little. Um, cesspools of or petri dishes i guess of of disease so like in our current state they're definitely not really uh they don't want to push their our our luck i guess so so uh, i don't know when those are going to start up again i don't know dude i and i've I've never been on a cruise because i want to again that first thing i keep talking about money but the second thing the motion sickness uh, now, granted, they're giant ships. I don't think I would get motion sickness, but I don't know if I want to risk it signing up and paying all this money and throwing up for a week. That doesn't sound great to me. Well, Matt, as someone who has recently went on a cruise for the first time, um, it is. it was a lot of fun, and... Um, the motion sickness is it wasn't a thing the, sh- the ships are so big they have kind of like ballast and different things to kind of go against it so like you can feel some stuff like a little bit of motion but it's it's not it's not like on your small boat or whatever you know um stuff so i i think you would be okay matt um uh but it was a lot of fun and like it's it was also like anything that you want to do they kind of like cater to like everyone. So it's like, if you want to go see a comedy show, they have a comedy show. If you want to go watch a movie, they have movies like a theater, like a built in theater in, in, in the cruise ship. Like if you want to go work out, you can go work out. If you want to go play basketball, you can play basketball. If you just want to sit at the pool, you can sit, like, it's weird. It's like every kind of, they cater to everyone somehow. It's, it's kind of miraculous. You want to go play trivia? There's trivia. Like, it's just like every kind of weird thing like there's activities tons and tons of activities so, so it's, it's, it's kind its of own neat. floating like world yeah yeah like you want to go to a nightclub they have they have nightclubs like it's it's weird man it's like it's like its own little world like it's this little teeny city that caters to every everyone somehow and it's amazing because you're like what you want to go into this this like bourbon bar or whatever yeah they got one of those nice like it's just like you i I don't know man it's it's weird you want to eat like really like fancy fillets or whatever yeah they have a nice steak restaurant like what (laughs) like it was like everything and it's just a small contained place it's weird interesting well i'm sure i'll get to go on one eventually when the world if the world ever gets back to normal and the Walking Dead apocalypse we were talking about earlier doesn't happen, well, uh, hopefully, hopefully not, Matt. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, we can. You can figure out something. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's something you can figure out that would be fun for your fortieth. I know. Um, for my thirtieth, I didn't do anything, dude. Like, um, I just. I think it was at work or something. <laughs> I did nothing. Well, mine was nothing special. It was just we were going to go to my favorite place. You know, I'm a huge fan of seafood, so we're going to go to Red Lobster, and it was a giant 
giant ordeal with my girlfriend at the time, and it was a screaming match between me, my mom, my sister, and my ex-girlfriend. It was just a giant, giant mess, and it was awful. And I really, I don't want to get too much off topic into it, but it was just, it. if it was just a normal birthday, fine, whatever, I don't care. But because it was so bad and so much screaming and just anger and hate when it was, you know, my parent, my mom and my sister went out of their way to come up. It was just, I don't know. It sucked. So, all right, Mike, speaking of things that don't suck, how many reels do you give Sound of Metal? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to give this one four and a half reels. I mean, it's real close to a five, but not quite. I don't know. So, I, for whatever reason, I'm giving it four and a half reels. Wow, dude, the tides are definitely turning. Why? Why? Are, are, are we the same? Are you higher? What's, no, what's going on? No, you're the nice one now, and I'm the mean one. I only give it four out of five reels. Oh, wow. What is going on? Like, is this is this a new year, new, yeah, new me? Yeah, I'm becoming a bitter old man in 2021. See, I'm turning 40, so I'm a bitter old man now. Granted, when I turn 40, it's like almost 11 months away. It's like 10 months away, but it's already wow. coming on right. early. No, I I liked it. I just I thought it was a very good movie. I just don't know if it's for everybody. That's all. And I think to have a five out of five for me, it needs to be a movie that you can't go through life without watching. Okay. All right. That's that's a good point, Matt. That's a good point. Like, you know, it's you it's a must see in your mind if it's a five. Yes, gotcha. and this is up there. It's really close up there, but it's I think some people will get a lot more out of it than other people. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I could see that. Okay, Mike. So next week it is your pick. What are we watching, Mike? All right, man. So we are going to be going back on an old one here. This is a Keanu Reeves, what I think is a classic. Um, A lot of people probably won't think this. Uh, We're going to be reviewing Johnny Mnemonic. So 1995's futuristic thriller about the low techs and the corporations ruling the world. And, and, you know, the corporations in this, in this uh, new future, uh, they hired the Yakuza to uh, be their enforcers. So that's fun. Um, nice. So Facebook hiring the Yakuza. Uh, yeah. Facebook and Google <laughs> and, and Apple have the, the, the Yakuza as their sign. Um, part of the reason I wanted to review this, Matt, is I watched this the other day just to, to, to watch it. And I realized that it takes place in January 2021. And we're here. Uh-oh. So we got to watch out for Yakuza and Parlor hiring the Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to keep putting Parlor in there, right? Um, well, we have to watch out for... for um, uh, memory implants and uh, overloading them because you know Matt as I do uh, we we overload our hard drives all the time and just stuff stops working so we, we we can't do that you know we can't overload our memory implants that are for software like wait wait are they from the vaccine uh no but I do think it has something to do with 5g oh yes damn it Mike <laughs> oh we're getting silly and 
angering everyone now. See, it's okay when you anger both sides. It's not okay when you only anger one. It's fine. It's fine. All right. So, Mike, where can our listeners watch Johnny Mnemonic if they want to watch it? Um, they can watch it on Amazon Prime right now. Um, and uh, I, I think you should watch it just to – it's a little bit ridiculous. I, I give everyone that. But, um, you know, uh, Keanu Reeves' character does talk about an iPhone in it. And it's like seven years before – or no, 11 years before it came out. Or something? Oh yeah, at least maybe even more. I don't remember yeah. the exact drop date of the iPhone, but it was early two thousands. It was like two thousand five, six, seven, something in there. Yeah, it's two thousand seven. Seven. Um, okay. yeah. See, yeah. fanboy. <laughs> Full circle here, Mike. Full circle. <laughs> oh yeah, no, hey, that Matt, that was that was good. That was good. Um, the. Uh, it's not quite the iPhone, but he does talk about an iPhone. He's just talking about an EYE phone. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, whatever. Uh, but, yeah. So, I, I think this is kind of a fun sci-fi, um, you know, a little bit ridiculous. But it, it's got ice tea in it. It's also in it. And Keanu Reeves and uh, maybe one other person that people might be familiar with but anyway yeah it was it was fun to watch again well, all right mike well i think that's oh 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 i just remembered just thought of it's got yes it's got dolph lundgren in it on his last feature film before the expendables that's a hell of a gap yeah, everything after that was uh, like B movies or whatever, like the not not you know feature films. So, yeah, that's who else was in it. Dolph Lundgren. He's like some weird. I think he's called the Preacher. Like he has some interesting character. So, everyone, I think this one's fun. It's different. It's some sci-fi tech kind of thing, and I don't know. I enjoyed watching it, and you get to see Keanu Reeves before he's Neo. <laughs> Well, I still feel that Bill and Ted is Keanu Reeves' best role. But that's me. That's me. I, I do love my John Wick, though. I do love the John Wick. It was on TV the other day. Okay. Well, well what about um, Johnny Utah, man, from, from uh, Point dude, Break? Point man. Break that's is a amazing. great movie, too. We need to do that and one. And what about Speed? Mike, stop it. Speed was... <laughs> <laughs> we could do an entire just podcast on just Keanu Reeves. Like... When I say podcast, like multiple episodes, maybe we should do that. We should have a spinoff called the real film Keanu Reeves. Yeah, we should have a Keanu Reeves month or something. We should like find out when his birthday is and just be like, this one's for you, Keanu. Okay, Mike, it is now your turn to figure that out. You you made the job. You got to do the work. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I will. I will. Uh, I will look into it and we will consult with our fan base and decide whether we actually make a Keanu month. Dude, that'll be fun. I, I'm down for that. We could do it annually. He has so many freaking movies. He does. He has a lot of movies, man. Now, Sam Jackson, we could do that for the rest of our lives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, he's... That guy is... Oh, he's been in so many movies. I mean, Snake's on a motherfucking plane. <laughs> That title's just so amazing. 
Uh, I mean, uh, Deep Blue Sea. He's he's got so many great movies. Um, Jurassic Park. I mean, he's he's in episode what three? Man, Star Wars or oh, two? two, two, two and three and Ma- one. Actually, Windu. he's in all the prequels because Ma- he's on the yeah, Jedi Mace. Council. Oh yeah, Mace Windu, mm-hmm. right? Mace Windu with the purple lightsaber. Yep. Yeah. No, he's been in everything. Everything. Mike, his best line from Jurassic Park. Hold on to your butts. Exactly. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> but like, no, it's it. You know, he's in Pulp Fiction. He's in. I don't know, man. He just. I feel like he doesn't say no to anything. He'll be in anybody's movie, anytime, anywhere, any place. He just, I don't know. He likes to work. I don't even think it's about the money. I just think Sam Jackson likes to work, man, which I respect. I really do. Yeah. No, and he's great. Like, he has so many memorable characters in all kinds of movies, man. Like, just. They're all different, too. They're all different. He has his badass motality about him, but that's yeah. probably not the yeah. right word to use, motality. But, anyways, it doesn't matter. He he's a badass, but he doesn't bring the badass to all of them. He has no, no. He's he a has very some really funny actor. funny roles. Yeah. Um, ah, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh man, he's got so many good roles. Well, all right, Mike. I think uh, we have talked our listeners' ears off enough. So right. don't forget, uh, hit us up, email us your New Year's resolution. You know, uh, we want to give away these movies, and if you guys don't. Uh, hit us up. We don't get them to give away. So make sure to hit us up. Send in uh, support Paramount Pictures because they're supporting us. And uh, go to the movie theaters if you feel comfortable. If not, uh, you know, stream as many movies as you can, right, Mike? That's that's the old saying now, right? Well, yeah, it, it was go out and watch as many movies as you can, but you can't really go out in a lot of places. Uh, um, you're extremely locked down. So uh, our advice is to stream as many movies as you can. Uh, definitely stream the movies that we review if, if you like our review. Even if you don't like our review, watch it anyway. What are you doing? But, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. There's just, there's tons of new content being put on the internet, but I do miss the theaters and hopefully, hopefully in the next, uh, few months, the vaccine will, uh, help out and, and maybe these, some of these numbers and, and things can start getting back to kind of normal. I don't know if we're ever going to be quite the way that things were, but at least closer would be great. I agree. It'd be nice to be able to do things again in public. It would be nice. Yeah, like I, 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 you know, I, I, I enjoy going to movies, which is a big, you know, public exhibition, and then I love going to concerts, which is like tons of people again, and like all that stuff's gone, and who knows if it'll ever come back? I don't know. At this rate, we might not have any musicians left. There'll be like three left when they open things up. They're like, okay, concerts are open. They're like, okay, we're we're gone. I'm with you, man. I I miss live music. Even on the local level, I miss live music. We have some here and there across Prescott, but not as much as there used to be. And it's just support your artists, support your musicians. You know, they do a lot of uh, 
the Facebook streams and they do them for tips and then YouTube and all that stuff. If you know someone that's a struggling artist, you know, musician, go support them. You know, no matter what their practice is, movies, acting, writing, photography, artwork, music, whatever, support, support them because right now they really need it. They're really struggling more than ever. Yeah, every everything like that is completely just standstill and just stuff's going to be going out of business, man. I don't know. Like, it's going to be weird. Well, Mike, thanks for ending the podcast on a downer. Oh, uh, 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 mm, how do we, how do we fix this, man? Um, what do we do? What do we do? Um, sunshine and rainbows? <laughs> uh, unicorns pooping rainbows flying through the sky with cats riding them. Boom. Fixed it. Boom. All right, Mike, do your thing. Thanks everybody for listening and, uh, make sure to catch us on the socials. Um, Twitter, um, Facebook, you know, the internet, Matt, what's the, what's the one you keep talking about? The gram? No, no, no. Well, Instagram, but what was the one? Parlor? Yeah. Yeah. And, and our parlor handle. Uh, what is our parlor handle? I don't know. I'm not going to do Mike. You can do parlor. You're going to make me do more social media. No, you can do it. Nope. You got it, Mike. Mike, you got it just kidding matt parlor was shut down um and it sounds like they're not going to be able to get back up anytime soon so anyway um uh i'm trying not to to be all politicky uh yeah so that's that stuff and uh you know like we said earlier stream as many movies as you can or if, if you feel comfortable uh go check out a movie in the theater there's there's a couple um there's like an Angelina, or not Angelina Jolie, uh, a Mila Jovovich movie, uh, like Monster Hunter. There's, I don't know, there's there's a few movies uh, up there. Uh, there's the one with Tom Hanks. What is it called? City of uh, Lot? No. News of the it's World. City. Come on, dog. News of the World. News of the World. Yeah, I want to see that too. That looks really good. I heard, I heard it's probably going to be up for some awards as well. But, I mean, Sound of Metal is in the theaters, too. I don't know if it's everywhere, but it's in the theaters. But why go to the theater when you can watch it on Amazon right now? That whole oh, right, right. I, yeah, I, I guess you can also watch Woman, Wonder Woman 1984 if you want. Um, so, anyway, I guess with all that, thanks again for listening. And uh, catch next week's pod with Johnny Mnemonic. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. How you doing there, Matt Hinshaw from The Real Film Nerds podcast? I'm doing wonderful, but not as wonderful as Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay is doing pretty darn good, isn't she? I mean, five years of number, <laughs> that's insane. It really is, and even more insane. She released two, we're talking about Taylor Swift, of course. She released two albums in 2020. I mean, while the rest of us were getting fat, sitting on the couch, watching Netflix all day, she was actually getting stuff done. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. How you doing, Maddie? I was going to say, I was already fat going into 2020, so I got all you beat. (laughs) Oh, you're so funny. I'm so excited to talk to you because this morning we're going to talk about the sound of metal. 
Yeah, did you get a chance to watch it? I did. Okay. Yes, Good. yes. I can tell you all about it during a series of adrenaline-fueled one-night gigs. Internet punk metal drummer Ruben begins to experience intermittent hearing loss. Right? Am I right? Wow. And then a specialist told him that he's going to get worse. And then he gets concerned, thinks about his music career and his life. He thinks it's over. But his girlfriend checked him in to a secluded sober house for the deaf in hopes it will prevent a relapse. Am I right with this? Why why am I even on here? I mean, you're killing it, Lisa. You're killing it right now. Well, you know, I have to tell you, the film is startlingly artful for a direct, direct God, directorial debut and endlessly surprising. Would you agree? So who'd you hire to write all this? It, it was a purposefully quiet film. That's how I describe it. It was. It. <laughs> it was. All right. I didn't watch it. It was NFL playoff weekend, Matt. I know, I know, it's fine. I, but you nailed it, you did good. Whoever you stole that from, you did real good. Well, it was from Rotten Tomatoes, and they loved it. They gave it 97 okay. on the tomato meter. I'll, I'll put it this way, I really enjoyed it, but I don't think it's a movie for everyone just because it hits really close to home. I'm a big metalhead, I'm a big lover of music, and I've been to countless very loud concerts without hearing protection. And it kind of, you know, puts a little scare in you because one night he's perfectly fine. And the next day he can't hear anything. And his whole life is turned upside down Ugh. immediately. Yeah. You know what? I can totally relate to that as well, because my job, I have these headphones on, you know, for a good four hours every single day. And they're cranked up, I have to say. So, yeah, we can all kind of relate to this story. Tell me more. It's uh, It has a very abstract ending. Um, it's a little sad at parts. Well, it's very sad at parts, a little sad. I mean, losing your hearing. But all the things outside of him losing his hearing start going awry as well. He does some things to try and help, and it makes things worse. Uh, it's just... It's very, very well acted. Riz Ahmed does a fantastic job. Olivia Cook, who plays his girlfriend, does a very, very good job as well. Uh, I highly recommend it, but again, it's not for everyone because of the subject matter and how close to home it can hit. Okay, very good. How many reels are you going to give it? I give it four out of five. Four out of five. Wow. I'm going to put it on my list for when football season's over to watch it for sure. Well, aren't the Cardinals already out, so why are you still watching? Well, because I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan, and I want the Browns to take the whole thing. Okay. Google it. I'll let it it slide. Google all that, Matt. Google it. The Browns. Now, that's... (laughs) um... (laughs) I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. What are we going to take a look at next week? Next week, we're going to go back in time, watch a movie from 1995, one of... Keanu Reeves' very first film is called Johnny Mnemonic. Ooh, well, I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan, and I've never even heard of that movie. Yeah, it's currently streaming on Amazon Prime, so if you have Prime Video, you can go watch it there. It is, uh, It specifically takes place in the year 2021, so that's one of the reasons why my co-host picked it. Oh, how bizarre. That'll be really interesting to see if they nailed it. <laughs> I doubt they did. Right. <laughs> Nobody could have ever imagined this, right? No, right. no. Okay. And then I, I have I have a new giveaway. Oh, I got one for this month. Wonderful. So the film we're giving away this month is, uh, or this week probably, but it's brand new. It just came out, I think, actually tomorrow, so it's a little early. But uh, you can still enter the contest. It's called Redemption Day. 
And the synopsis of it is when the love of his life is kidnapped and held for ransom by terrorists, a war hero, Brad Paxton, races against the clock to rescue her in a daring and deadly operation that pits him against the most powerful and shadowy forces. Ooh, sounds awesome. Yeah, it's an action movie for sure. It looks okay. like a lot of fun. Action movie, revenge movie. So just uh, email us at uh, nerds at realfilmnerds.com if you want a copy. All right. Do they have to tell you anything specifically? Just say, I want the movie. What's your New Year's resolution? To watch the movies that Matt Hinshaw. Oh, you're asking me or you or you're asking them? <laughs> Both. <laughs> okay. Mine is to try and watch the movies that Matt Hinshaw recommends. That's my New Year's resolution. So far, I'm failing. It's a great resolution. My, my New Year's resolution is to watch more of that sports ball you always talk about. Yes, that would be the football. Yes. Okay, very good. Again, that's okay. nerds at realfilmnerds.com. Check out the podcast as well. Same name, Real Film Nerds. Matt, thank you so much for checking in this morning. Lisa, thank you for having me on as always. You're the best. Always, buddy. Talk, talk to you next week. Yep, take care.